Hey guys, it's Jalon here. I just wanted to take some time before the interview to give you just a little heads up, a little PSA, if you will. We are talking about marriage this month, and that being the case, we are talking about themes that are unique and specific to marriage, um, intimacy being one of them. It's nothing crazy, nothing over the top, um, but you know my heart is that there's always something useful, something that you can take out of the podcasts and live. And so I really wanted my, um, my interviewees to be able to speak with transparency and honesty so that you guys can get wisdom and clarity and direction for how to walk well in your future and current marriages. Um, So if you want to preview it before you let your littles listen, if you feel like it's a great opportunity to introduce and have some talks with them, you know, do that. I just wanted to give you a little space to govern yourselves accordingly. Um, But this is an amazing interview. I re-listened. It blessed my socks off. I can't imagine how it's just going to bring so much freedom and light and and guidance to you. So um, buckle up, get your hearts ready. She's got some amazing, amazing nuggets for you guys. So without further ado, here's the interview. Hey, y'all, it's the Walking Well Podcast, and I'm your host, Jalon Martz. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Um, and I'm super excited because it's season two, and that's so fun to say, and just really exciting that like we did a season and here we are in season two. So um, this month we are talking about reflections from marriage. And since your girl is single, she is interviewing phenomenal married women in her life to I'm talking in third person. I'm interviewing phenomenal married women in my life who I admire and adore. And so today I have Stephanie Du Romulus on the podcast. She is one of my dearest, sweetest friends. We were college roommates. And this woman is like, she's amazing. She's goals. Like, she's just goals. Um, (laughs) And super sweet and has an, an amazing heart for the Lord. So. Steph, if you don't mind telling us a little bit about you and your hubby and how you guys met and all that good stuff. Yes. So I'm super, super excited to uh, be here with you. And I'm so excited I got to hang out with you today. Yes, and it's a good time. Uh, so good to just be girlfriends. Yes. I love it. Yes. So yeah. So Joelle and I, um, we've been married for a year now. Mm-hmm. So we got married in March um, of last year. And so March 2018, baby, we were married a year, so it feels really good. Um, We met at our church, so I was on staff at our church, and Joelle was an intern, and um, we had kind of seen each other around beforehand, but never really interacted much, and um, it had just so happened that he was dating somebody, and so I really wasn't, my eyes were not over there, I was not looking at him. I was like, oh, he's going to marry her. So you know how that goes. <laughs> um, and then I um, decided I wanted to go on a mission trip to Haiti. And so he had actually, he was actually the one leading the trip. Um, and so it was kind of funny because we were actually this little thing. I Like three days before I was going on the trip, I had like these three dreams about Joel. And I was like, every time I'd wake up, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I need to repent. Like, Lord, he's not, he's not single. Like, I need to repent. Why? I don't want this to, you know, interfere with my trip. I want to be used, Lord. And so I just repent, whatever. And then I remember being at the airport, we're getting ready to leave. And this one girl who, um, she was one of the other pastor's wives. She was with us. And I remember saying, I just need to confess to you. Um, I'm having these dreams about Joelle, but, you know, I really, I want the Lord to use me. So just help me, keep me accountable. And she's like, Lord, do I tell it or do I not? And so I was like, tell me what? And she goes, girl, he's been single for a few months now. I was like, what? Oh my God. 
So I was like, okay, all right, Lord. So and we're on this we're trip. I know. Okay, Lord. So we're on this trip, and the entire time we're on the trip, because this man is fine, y'all. Let me just interrogate. Put that in there. So anyway, um, we're on this trip, and I'm just getting to see his heart for the Lord, his heart for people, um, just the way that he's loving on people and serving people hand and foot. Um, and so at the same time, unbeknownst to me, he's doing the same thing. We're like thinking about each other. So anyway, this whole time I'm trying to connect with him. Like, Ooh, maybe I could have a conversation, you know, <laughs> he's leaving the trip, whatever. I know. And so the funny thing is he's trying to do the same thing with me, but we're, it's just not aligning up or whatever. So, um, I remember at one point during the trip, he stopped me. He's like, Stephanie, I just want to know who you are. Like, I know you, but I just want to know you. And I was like, ooh, you want to know me? Like, let's talk. But then the other leader of the trip was like, oh, it's a little late. Let's go to bed. And I was like, oh, my gosh, really? (laughs) Anyway, so we didn't get to talk. So then we were getting ready to head home and um, get on the plane at the airport. And all I could think is like, Lord, please let me talk to him. Please, like, let me sit next to him. And honestly, John... This other so the girl who I was talking about before, the pastor's wife, she comes up and she's like, Guess who you're sitting next to? And I was like, Who? And she goes, Joelle. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we sit next to each other on the plane, and honestly, we don't know when the plane took off and when it landed. We shared our testimonies, we cried, we laughed, and um I think we both were just like, Wow, like, oh, like my heart is open to this. So we got back, talked to spiritual authority. It took about six months just to pray and to fast because we knew that if we were going to date, it was going to be for marriage. Mm-hmm. And so we um, took six months after that. He asked me out in this super, super cute uh, way. <laughs> and um, we started dating. We dated for six months and then he proposed to me. Actually, we did seven months. He proposed to me. And then six months later, we got married. So that's how we met, and the rest is history. Yeah. So, like, it, like, so me and Stephanie knew each other when we were like sitting in a dorm room and talking about like spouses and weddings. I want to have this dress, that dress, Pinteresting. Right. Pinteresting, you know, and so she knows a single girl struggle. Um, because we was there together. Yes, we sure were. Um, so like, what was that transition like for you going from being single to being married? Um, let's see. So from being single to being married. So there was this really cool time that we had the six months of like not talking and just praying and fasting that, um, it honestly, it was like the sweetest six months I've ever had with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I can say that confidently because I'm like, Lord, that was intimate. Like, you talk about intimacy with Jesus. It was that. It was in the closet, like, close with the Lord, the Lord developing my heart, me pouring myself out to Jesus and um, really building that that trust with the Lord. And um, so I think in that, that was kind of like my transition time where I was like, okay, Lord, I feel like when I say yes to this man to date him, like, I'm learning and building, like, am I going to marry this man one day? So it was kind of, it felt like that six months was like the six months of transition Mm -hmm. period. And I knew it in my heart. Mm -hmm. And so really um, treating it as that Mm -hmm. and um, transitioning. So, yeah, that transition for me was was beautiful and it was different than I ever would have expected or thought or could have planned or anything better, Mm -hmm. way better. It was the Lord and... um, and it was exciting. 
it was exciting because I was like, finally, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> finally, Lord, you know, I somebody to pursue me, somebody I'd never dated anybody before. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it was just, it was exciting. Mm-hmm. It was exciting for me. It was exciting for the people around me. Um, and to have people cheering me on, you, one of them, like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> girl, I'm praying for you. Yeah. You know, like, give me all the details. Right. So, um, so yeah, it, it was exciting, and it was nerve. It was kind of nerve-wracking, too, mm-hmm. but um, really thankful for that transition period and to be aware of the transition, too. Mm-hmm. So what would you say were some of, like, your hard lessons in being newly married, and kind of leaving singleness behind, what were some of those like, ooh, okay, <laughs> that's got to change. That's, that's different. I was oh, excited. my goodness. Yeah, I think what was hard was um, having somebody know me so deeply and intimately, mm-hmm. having the deepest insecurities be brought to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that was hard. Yeah. It was hard to... Um, Make the transition even with just my time. So Joel really likes time where he can decompress and be alone. And I like to be around people. Mm-hmm. And um, so even that, like, wait, wait, wait. We're, I, I, he's like, oh, I'm going to go read in the other room. I'm like, no, can't you just read next to me? Like, can't you just be with me all the time, all the time? And he's like, oh, I really need that space. So just even figuring out what do our boundaries look like? What does it look like to... Um, share and serve and love and honor and um, what does it look like to communicate and to be open and to make my the desires of my heart not the expectations of his day mm-hmm. um well yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, you know like oh um yeah just really figuring out and learning I think that was hard was um the desires versus expectations mm-hmm. you know just this is being able to voice, like, this is a desire I have. I really want you home by mm-hmm. 6.30 because that's when I'm hungry and I want dinner. And dinner has been made because I'm a teacher. So I get home at 3 and dinner has been cooking for 3 hours. And I want you home and and not and that's the desire in my heart. Not making that the expectation. Like, you have to be home at mm-hmm. 6.30. But um, making those things known really takes the pressure off of him. Mm-hmm. And really allows him to be home at 6.30 and enjoy to be home. Like, mm-hmm. oh, baby, I'm just serving you. I, mm-hmm. I know that that's the desire of your heart. Instead of feeling like, oh, man, I got the constraints of 6.30. Yeah. Um, And that's just a small thing, but it is a huge thing. (laughs) That's a a small example, but that's a a huge thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was was interesting and hard. Mm -hmm. What were you glad that you did when you were single? Um, Man, I was so thankful for girlfriends to walk out singleness with mm. um, I was thankful for the books mm. the Simon's. the Bible <laughs> the Bible, Girl, the Bible. <laughs> yes uh, thankful for the ministries that grew me and helped me to learn who I was in the Lord because um, I think if you go into marriage not knowing who you are in the Lord and not to say that I fully knew trust me I still don't always know. I am learning and I'm the Lord is working in me. Um, so I think, I think just getting myself ready, getting myself prepared um, while I was single by spending time with the Lord and doing things that I enjoyed and um, 
spending the money that I wanted to spend on certain <laughs> things, like Disney World tickets and things yeah. like that, you know, like mm-hmm. those are the things that you don't necessarily, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are the things you don't necessarily get to do um, when you're married. And so really living, living out your singleness to the fullest, um, preparing, becoming the, the wife that you want to be before you're even mm-hmm. married. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think even, like, so, like, because <laughs> we did singleness together. Mm-hmm. Out here still doing singleness presently. But it well, may I say. Yeah, thank you, girl. Thank you. Um, but, so, like, we did the whole, like, Pinteresting, and I want this, and I want that, and kind of had our little obsessive phase, which, praise God, is over. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, what would you say to, like, younger Stephanie in that place? And even, like, I think women who are kind of impatient to be, like, I want to be married already. Like, yeah. what would you say to those women? Hmm. now having been married for a year. Yeah, so I think I think there's something beautiful about waiting. And I know that <laughs> comes with as that a single woman, you know, you're like, ah, I hear that all the time. Yeah. But there's something about waiting and waiting well. And so, and, and Joel and I really, so we lead a college ministry at the University of Florida. Go Gators. Um, go Gators, that's <laughs> chop, right. Chop. <laughs> and, um, and so we we try to be intentional about not forgetting the singles in our life mm-hmm. uh, and being intentional about keeping them in the loop mm-hmm. and loving them well. Mm-hmm. And um, like we, we say often, like, we don't want to forget what it was like to be single mm-hmm. because I think mm-hmm. we try to get around when we, were single, <laughs> no, when we were single, we were trying to, you know, get out. figure out certain things <laughs> yeah. and married folks were like, just wait, yeah. like, you're going to be fine. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And you're like. But you don't understand. You've forgotten what it was yeah. like to wait, you know. Um, and so I don't say waiting. I don't say to wait lightly. Mm. I want to say wait well. Mm. Um, because when the Lord does pour out the blessing and the gift of marriage over your life, it's something that's worth waiting for. Mm. Uh, and so if you if you can do it well, if you can, if you can do it well, I think that you're going to be pleasantly surprised by... Just the value of that. Mm-hmm. Once you're married, I think you're, you can look back and be like, man, Lord, thank you. Thank you that, that was, I did that well. You mm-hmm. know, and I think the Lord looks at you and says, well done. Mm-hmm. You know, you waited well. And um, What does that look like, though? So, like, as you're saying, like, waiting, <clears throat> what does it look like to wait well? Yeah, I think waiting well looks like having certain boundaries that guard your heart in the waiting period. I think. I don't know that we did that so well at first. Not, so, not at first. You know, like, I think you, you're you doing that well right now. You're um, you're really going and taking that time to pour into other women and to, like, there was, like, this phase where I was like, man, I will never get my singleness back. Mm-hmm. You know, I will never That's get to done. stay out till 2 in the morning hanging out with different girls and pouring into them. In that Waffle House. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and and... It's not because my husband won't let me, but it's because my first ministry is now my mm-hmm. husband and mm-hmm. my home. Priority shift. Right, exactly. And so there are things that I will never get back. Um, and so waiting well looks like taking taking your energy and your time to pour into the next generation mm-hmm. on, hey, this is how, this is what I've learned. This mm-hmm. is what it looks like to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, seeking the Lord, really praying prayers to sow into your future marriage. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to wait mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, not complaining about it, but literally just pouring out your heart mm-hmm. into, Lord, this is what I desire. Mm-hmm. These are the desires of my heart. Um, 
I think waiting well looks like reading books on marriage sometimes maybe not not obsessively mm-hmm. but really like here's the woman I want to be when mm-hmm. I'm married mm-hmm. you know, this is the kind of wife that I want to be and how I want to serve vision casting yeah, vision catching just, mm-hmm. um, taking care of your body mm-hmm. taking care learning how to budget mm-hmm. things like that well. yes <laughs> because these are the things that you take into your marriage mm-hmm. and you're like oh when I get married I'm gonna be great at budgeting like I'm gonna know how to do this I'm gonna know how to do this and you really don't. Yeah, if you didn't like, learn it, if you didn't goal, learn it, oh my goodness! Yes, so, you hit the ground running. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have like emotions, marriage. You've got all families. You've got really, you know, all these different things that are just like bombarding you when you get married. And if you haven't taken the time to really prepare and sow into your mm-hmm. you as a person, as this is who Jesus has made me to be, and you don't know who that is, mm-hmm. then you kind of. You've got double the time. Work. Yeah, yeah, you've like, and you kind of have wasted. You've not, you've not done it well. Mm-hmm. Like in your singleness, you, you know. I think it's hard because you're like, oh man, how could I have done that better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never wanted to be a. What I told myself, I think I was journaling this with the Lord one day. I was like, man, God, I don't ever want to look back at my singleness and say like, it. I wish I would have used it differently. Exactly. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah, and I think. Because it sounds like what you're saying is that, like, singleness is really an opportunity to lay a foundation because inherent mm-hmm. in getting married, there are other challenges. Right. And so if you are dealing with the, the inherent challenges of, hey, we're two different people trying to figure out this one space and your in-laws and money and this and this and this on top of I don't know who I am or how to budget mm-hmm. or how to manage my own emotions and right. how to know what I'm feeling and, you know, that it's it's even more complicated where you have this opportunity in singleness to kind of lay a good foundation, yeah. figure out how to budget, know how much sleep you need to be right. a happy person, you know, yes, and girl. do all of that. Learn how to cook. Learn how to cook for yourself, even yeah. if, you know, to, but like just being able to take care of yourself. Um, and you mentioned this before, how like, you know, waiting doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, could you talk yeah, about that? we were talking about that earlier mm-hmm. too with that. Just, you know, I think when you're in, like, now I'm like, okay, honey, when are we going to get a house? Oh, I really want a baby. Like, can you give me a baby? You know, all these things. And it's just, how am I going to wait? So even in marriage, am I waiting or am I waiting well? Mm-hmm. You know, so are we budgeting well? Are we taking the time right now to, I mean, if you look at my husband's library, he's got how to buy a house mm-hmm. books, you know, because he's, he's waiting well. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Perfect. we're making decisions now that are going to prepare us to have a down payment. Mm-hmm. We're making decisions now that are going to prepare us to... Um, have kids and for me to stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, so really in this waiting, we're seeing it as a season of blessing mm-hmm. and, and it is hard. I'm not going to downplay that. It is hard to wait to want to be married when you want to be married or you want the things that the Lord has, mm-hmm. you know, and you, that you've desired for years. Um, but I think it's a blessing too. It's so like, I don't know when, when I was waiting it was such a blessing to see you waiting too, mm. and you waiting well, mm. you know. So when you do that, I think other people they have permission to wait well as well. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense because I think now, <laughs> I think now about you know I had a, a single posse in college. You know, mm-hmm. even though our other roommate was dating, it was like you and I knew <laughs> what it was like to be single, and there were other girls at church who knew what it was like to be single. And now in my space. I have a lot of single women friends that are my age and older. And I think that 
really does kind of, in some ways, it gives you camaraderie, but it also helps you know you're not alone. So right. it's it's camaraderie, but also like this community of understanding. And then how are you doing that? Okay, so okay, so this is normal. Okay, so what do we do with those? You know, and that sort right. of thing. And that's I think it's really helpful. Yes. And and I think it's really freeing and sobering to know that like this whole discipline of waiting of of using an expanse of time where you don't have that thing yet mm-hmm. is preparation because so many times we just like. I'm waiting, I want to get out. Right. You know, we don't notice that it's like, hey, this is time for you to be sowing so that you can reap and reap well and not be wrecked. We're always by... waiting for something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to know that, like, if you don't be forever, right. get yourself together. <laughs> Figure out how to do this. Um, what was surprising to you about being married? Uh, let's see. Okay. Here's the real thing. <laughs> the real thing. Nobody ever tells you that you ain't going to sleep the first three months of marriage. And no, it's not because you're having too much sex. It's because literally sleeping with another person in your bed, a man, a big man. <laughs> he's like a football player, man. <laughs> he's like, player, man. Literally, you're in the same bed and... You've been like, sleeping by yourself your whole life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're like... Laying in the bed, and he tosses and turns, and I'm like, <gasps> what's going on? Is everything okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just turning around. Or I'm getting up to use the bathroom. He's like, are you okay? Is everything okay? And I'm like, I'm just going to pee. Like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm okay, you know? And, or the, let me think. Oh, the huge dip in the bed. Ladies, <laughs> nobody ever tells you that when you put a huge football player-sized man in your bed, you're going to roll and dip in it. Like, in the dip that he creates. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So the first three months of marriage, we like, nobody told us that we weren't going to sleep. Mm. So on top of being married newly or newlyweds, like being cranky, like mm. I need to function. I need sleep this to function. Is costly oh my sleep. word. Mm-hmm. So mm. that was surprising. Um, are we allowed to talk about sex? I mean, I think so. Cause okay. I don't, I don't know how you don't in okay. marriage. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, and it's funny that I just asked that like that. No, right. Because... It's inherent in marriage? Or we're like, is it okay? Right. Well, Can here's I? the thing. It is so surprising to me that there aren't more married couples that openly mm-hmm. share about intimacy mm-hmm. and sex. Because I think... So, Joelle and I, we hadn't had sex with anybody before we were married. So, we were each other's first. And it was trying to figure things out and, you know, what... How, how do I do this? And what does this look like? And, you know, all those different questions. And, um, but to find couples who were even open to discussing like, Oh, this is how this works. Mm-hmm. And like, Hey, make sure you do this mm-hmm. after you have sex or make sure you do this before you have sex or whatever. Um, like that surprised me mm-hmm. that there wasn't more of an openness about it. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of taken on our own, like we're going to do research ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. Cause there is, there are some like married sex things mm-hmm. like books and things like that which have been really helpful and then we have found a couple that is very open about it and so we actually want to be that couple too like mm-hmm. who's just open who's like hey sure you is. need to use this try this um oh man you're really having problems with this well let's why don't you you know i don't know get creative in this way mm-hmm. or whatever um and so <laughs> Yeah, I was like, man, mm. nobody wants to tell anything. Like, <laughs> you don't have to school. No, please. I need, some help. I need a little help here. Um, mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's surprising. And then, what do you think? I, you know, I was seriously surprised. Um, 
and we kind of talked about this earlier too, was just like the power of a covenant, mm. the power of, of praying together, of serving together, of loving together, of um, like the, it really kind of shed, shed light on the power of our covenant with the Lord, mm. you know, and um, man, like when my husband prays over me, y'all, it's, it is just beautiful and it's powerful. Mm. And when we serve together, it is, it is one of my favorite things to serve with my husband. I just, I feel like this is what mm. we were created to do is to serve together and to be one. And um, so, yeah. Mm. So what is your absolute favoritest part about being married? My favorite is <laughs> my very, very favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just go on. Besides sex? Besides sex. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, not really. Not, not really. really. <laughs> You're being serious. <laughs> my favorite part about being married. Um, I just, I, really, I love. I love snuggling with my man, y'all. <laughs> He's like a big football player, but it's just, it's just, I love when he hugs me and he just cuddles me. And um, I know that sounds a little wimpy, but it's not. It's beautiful. Um, I, that is probably one of my favorite things is just to be, to have a best friend, I guess, that I can share anything with. Mm-hmm. And he knows the deepest parts of my heart. He sees the things that nobody else sees. The things I try to hide from him. He's like, go ahead, baby. Let your gut out. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Just let it out. I'm like, but I just want to suck it in. And he's like, nah, just let it out. That's when I knew I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, when so, that's when I just knew. So, yeah, that those are probably one of my those favorite things. I also love cooking for him. Mm-hmm. I just love cooking in general, but woo, to cook for a man who want to eat your food. And then when he's done, ask for more. It's beautiful. I love it. And you just sit there eating a bite after bite. He's like, baby, this is so good. It just builds my ego. Yeah. I love it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so um that I love I love that. Um hmm. yeah. Yeah. Love being together. That's awesome. Ooh, okay, so finish the sentence. If you are planning a wedding, you should. <laughs> breathe mm-hmm. <sighs> take a deep breath y'all take a deep breath mm-hmm. i think um i think brides are some of the coolest people to be around because they're always so stressed out that they try to look pretty while they do it like Ooh, i'm not stressed out i ain't stressed out are you really real stressed out <laughs> no, no i i really breathe because you know the marriage the wedding is a few hours with the marriage is for a lifetime. And I think um, my husband did that really well. He, when we were engaged on the, on date nights, I'd be like, okay, we got this and this and this and this to do for a wedding. We got this and we got this. And he'd just be like, baby, can we just actually, can we just pray? Can we just pray for our marriage? I'd be like, oh, snap. He got me the holy moment. So I was like, okay, you're right, you're right. So, but even just the idea of really sewing into your future marriage and, you know, the wedding is important and it's a beautiful day. And, man, it was one of the favorite, my favorite days ever. But, like, the marriage is what's going to last. So the wedding is only a few days or a few, well, days if you got a rehearsal dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the 
the actual marriage is what you want to sow into. So just being intentional, I think about, you know, taking your date nights and really um, being intentional about what's the vision. What is the vision for this marriage? Mm-hmm. You know, I think brides, like ask your future husband, what is the vision you have for our marriage? What is the vision you have for our family, mm-hmm. uh, for the generations to come? Mm-hmm. You know, so. That's so good. Take a deep breath. Oh, and pick your photographer really, really well. Because I had a phenomenal a photographer, photographer. Moliner Photography. Ingrid Carney. Oh, shout out. She was bomb because the pictures are still stunning. Yes, she's incredible. But what I realized was that that she saw me from before makeup to when my makeup was dripping off at the end of the night. Like, she was with me. um, And she just, she loves Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so there was a really cool point where we were worshiping um, right before the wedding just worshiping in the room and she was taking pictures and then she put her, her camera down and just started worshiping with us. Mm. And that, that's what I needed. Like, mm. that's what I wanted was somebody who was going to be there with us, who loved the Lord and who was going to be inspired by the Holy spirit mm. throughout the day, you know, and who I could like really click with and mesh with. And when I was feeling like, okay, we're behind, she was like, you're good. Like chill. We're mm-hmm. fine. This is going well. Like this is beautiful. You look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Somebody really just to be by your side mm-hmm. throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Moliner photography. Phenomenal. So her and her team were just, yeah. So pick your photographer as well, ladies. Mm. Good tip. Mm. Good tip. Keep that one in your pocket. Right. Hold on to that, y'all. <laughs> Hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So in close, then I think in close. Um, so, 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 you got a young bride freshly married. Like, what do you want to say to her? What do you feel like she needs to know? Ooh, freshly married? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, considering that our bad habits and our insecurities don't go away when we get married. <laughs> considering. Let him let him in. Let him in on everything and um, let him be a part of who the Lord is developing and creating you to be as his wife. And, you know, one thing that I I did and I would encourage young brides or I am a young bride Mm -hmm. to do um, would be praying and asking the Lord, how can you serve your husband and not just your husband in general, but like, how can I serve Joel? Like, how can I serve whoever your husband is Mm -hmm. asking the Lord specifically his name? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think we can, we can serve our husbands, but you can serve your husband the way that the Lord intended for you to serve just him. Mm. If that makes sense. So that's good. (laughs) um, I think that's important. And, um, Oh, you know what? There's this other thing it's called, it's a book, um, Mm. emotionally healthy spirituality. Mm -hmm. And it's all about, it talks about, it's by Pete Scazzara. That's how you say his last name. Pete Scazzara. Yeah. And it's just, it's really cool because he talks about this idea of, you can't be spiritually mature without being emotionally mature mm-hmm. and healthy. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling y'all, this has been the most healthy season of my life mm-hmm. because of this book. Mm-hmm. And the Lord just has used this book to really um, tear me apart, put me back together emotionally. Just like I can, man, like my husband is just enjoying the season mm-hmm. too, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. he's just like, man, baby, you're you're just have grown into this mm. spiritually emotional mature adult. Mm. Um, and so anyways, just a little nugget for that book. Phenomenal book. If you're newlywed, if you've been married a little longer, get that book and read it together. 
It'll change. And if you're single, y'all get that book. <laughs> this is how you wait well. You get right. that book. <laughs> Work on you. Work get on that you. book and read it. And, and it goes there. And it's it's beautiful. It is for um, just anybody. Mm-hmm. So I have seen it in a couple of, like, friends, coworkers, peers' hands where it's like, okay, what is that, you know? You know, we went to uh, a counseling session because at the church we go to, the pastors have counseling, um, like a counselor they come bring in and the wives get to meet and with their husbands and whatever. So the, the counselor was asking, he's like, so, um, Joel, how is your soul? And so Joel starts talking or whatever. And I just start weeping. Cause I'm like, so excited to be there. And he's like, you, is everything okay? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just so happy. I was also probably like in the middle of my period or something. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know if I can say that. I mean, but it's, it's done. Did so, it. yep, it's over. Um, but then he asked me, he's like, Stephanie, how is your soul? And I, and I had to stop and just, man, like it was such a moment of, of rejoicing because I realized this is the healthiest mm. my soul has ever been. Mm. And so I start talking to him about this book, and I'm like, and this part, it talks about, like, um, true peacemaking. And Mm. and this part talks about assumptions, about what other people are thinking Mm. of you. Or, like, one of the questions, this is, like, a little side note. One of the questions in the book, and that Joel and I have practiced, um, because sometimes I could be, like, he'll say something, and I'll take it completely Mm -hmm. the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And that's not at all what he meant. And so I'll just say... Um, hey, baby, do I have permission to address an assumption I think mm. that you're making mm. about me? Mm. And immediately the guards go down mm-hmm. just because I've asked. Like, mm-hmm. do I even have permission to ask you mm-hmm. about how, you know? Mm-hmm. And so anyway, that's part of the thing. One of the things the book asks or talks about um, just different ways to communicate, different ways to address like false peacemaking in your mm, heart with mm, people mm, and mm-hmm. um, where you passed it but you're not mm, passed it <laughs> yeah just deep really good stuff yeah. so anyways i'm telling the counselor about this and the counselor pulls out this book and it's all tabbed <laughs> and underlined and highlighted he said the two books i use in my counseling sessions are the bible mm-hmm. and this this book he's like this book has radically changed marriages mm-hmm. has radically changed you know everybody like this is a phenomenal book so uh, that was just so encouraging to me and and oh the other thing I'd say is also for married couples one of the sweetest things for my soul has been counseling mm. now that we have like crazy things to go everybody should go to counseling <laughs> PSA it's just everybody I never thought we'd be like oh yeah we go to counseling but it's counseling so is not for everything that's bad like Girl. When you're in a counselor, because y'all are trying to get divorced, it's not the, like, that's too late. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go to counseling your first year of marriage. It has, uh-huh. it's been awesome to sit back and the mm-hmm. the guy say to us, oh, how do you feel about Stephanie or what's changed or these, mm-hmm. and to hear Joel talk about me and for me to hear, or for him to hear me talk about him and process through these things mm-hmm. and for somebody to say, oh, those, are, those emotions are normal or like things like that. Wow, what a blessing. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Who even knew? Right. So yeah, I'm just, I just was so blessed. Mm, that's so, so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, really though, everybody should go to counseling. But, and especially like as a, as a mental health professional, like that's a major life transition. And mm. so, I mean, people think like counseling is for like crisis and really counseling is like you going to get an oil change in your car. Like it's something that 
it's helpful. It's almost necessary. Yeah. I mean, even just to have like a third party to get, or, you know, couples or with an individual, like, okay, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Just the lay of the land look that way to you as I'm relaying, you right. know, and just have someone help you work yeah. through that. And I think like that, those are really good tips for like being freshly married, like go to counseling. I'm going to put the name of that book in the show notes so that you guys can, um, get a hold of it and your girl is a book hoarder so I'm probably going to order it once I uh, wrap this up but do you have anything else that you'd like to throw out there share any other nuggets thoughts comments questions concerns okay <laughs> yeah I just um as a married person I'm, I'm really trying hard not to forget about singles mm. I think it's so important for us to be in community to mm-hmm. learn from each other there are things that I still learn from you that I'm like oh my gosh it just makes me miss my best friend yes, <laughs> but like... really just being in community and um just mm-hmm. I'm just so thankful to be in community I think mm-hmm. if you're not in community and you're not able to share the desires of your mm-hmm. heart and share the struggles and share the you know the the hard things but the rejoicing exciting things um it just makes for a, a hard life if you can't share those things. Yeah. So really getting in community and yeah, jumping on board with Jesus, spending mm-hmm. time with the Lord and his word and being who, who God created you to be. When I tell you that, first of all, I love Stephanie. And if you don't love her already, I don't know what's wrong with you. You have no heart. <laughs> However, like when I tell you this woman and her faithfulness, as far as like seeking the Lord is gold, it really, it like you've you have from day one always really challenged me in that connecting with the lord because mm-hmm. i think and you've modeled the importance of connecting with the lord in a way that like <laughs> you come home from class you're like Stephanie, wait, i'm going to seek the lord i need to seek the lord you know and just <laughs> just that that was your space and it's been so cool to see um the fruit of that in your single life and mm-hmm. i'm sure it's such an amazing anchor and foundation in your married life and so mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing your gift the Yay. gift of you with us in this community um and everyone that comes in contact with you because you're a gift. Amen. Thank you. So thankful to be here with you and right. spend time with you. And yes, this I is love it. So, Y'all, I'm so praying good. for her husband. <laughs> if you out there, <gasps> she wasn't going to do right. She wasn't going to do right. She was so close, <laughs> so close and tripped at the finish line. <laughs> hey, the Lord hears my prayer. So he does. You, you right. You right. Go ahead. Make, <laughs> make the desires of your heart. <laughs> Amen. All right, guys. So I hope I know you got good stuff out of this. So be sure to tune in to next week um, because it's only going to get gooder. And I'm sure it's going to be hard to top that. But, you know, I know great people. So hopefully, (laughs) hopefully it won't get any less great than this. I'm sure it won't. But so tune back in. Love you guys. Make it an amazing week. Bye.